listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101 Season 2. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. This is our very, very first movie as Scream 101B, we should call it, because it's the second half of our course load. All right. Scream 101B. Yes. I'm Brennan Klein, horror news editor at arrowinthehead.com. This podcast is where I teach younglings about horror films. I'm the youngling, mm-hmm. but although also, I'm actually older. That's true. This time, it's Scream 101B. It's a more advanced class. We're learning about a genre that I also don't know very much about, the vampire genre, starting with the pivotal vampire of all time. Dracula. Dracula. Dun, 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 dun. Let's start with the plot. The dashing, mysterious Count Dracula, after hypnotizing a British soldier, Renfield, into his mindless slave, there's a weird comma there, that's why I said it weird, oh. um, travels to London and takes up residence in an old castle. Soon... Dracula begins to wreak havoc, sucking the blood of young women and turning them into vampires. Did they ever show that on screen? They did, sort of. We'll talk about it. When he sets his sights on Mina, the daughter of a prominent doctor, vampire hunter Van Helsing is enlisted to put a stop to the Count's never-ending bloodlust. Dracula. And just so you know, it's not uh, Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing. It's this one like dweeby dude. Yeah, it's also not uh, Horror of Dracula, the Hammer movie that I accidentally called Curse of Dracula last episode. Really? Um, yeah, that's a, I want to post a redaction right there if any Hammer nerds. It's also not Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is the 1992 Francis Ford Coppola version. It's also not Dracula 2000. It's not Dracula Untold. This is the. I actually started watching that the other day. Really? How was it? It wasn't that bad. Well, yeah. I mean, the one thing that sucked was like the CGI. And no, 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 no. I thought, Hold on, no, not the CGI, the CGI, the like comic book CGI. That was like comic book segments oh, in the okay. story, and it was just so boring. Well, I feel like there's two things that sucked. There's the CGI, and then there's the vampires, right? Get it? I got it. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is the OG Dracula, uh, played by Bella Lugosi, as Sergio so carefully noted 18 times last time, last week. I actually forgot that detail from then until now. Oh, really? As usual, there will be spoilers, but let me tell you, if we spoil Dracula for you, this movie came out in 1931. The book came out in the 1800s. Like, this statute of limitations is over. It is dead and destroyed. It is done. Yeah. No one can get mad. I'm not mad, and I saw the movie. I am mad that I saw the movie, but let's get into that. I actually liked it a little bit, you know? It was sweet. He loved people. He did the best he could. What's your scariness rating? My scariness rating is three out of five What scares. Did you have nightmares about this movie? I didn't, but I thought the music was really good. Was and it if, scary? And if I was born in the 1920s and this was the first horror movie I've ever seen, like, I would be scared. Uh, I guess. Like, coming from The Conjuring, uh, like, it's not that scary in comparison, but when you have to when you put it into context of when the movie was released, it was pretty good. I don't know. I assume. I am usually pretty good at putting myself in the context of movies. I think there's something freaky in the silent movie, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which is pretty boring. Um, like... 
I'm scared by the birds, okay? Like, I can put myself in a context, in a time, in a place. But this movie bored the crap out of me. I'm so glad this wasn't the first Universal movie I've seen because I really like Bride of Frankenstein because if I had only seen Dracula, I I would not be inspired to watch anything else from that from that whole decade, really. I hated Dracula. Wow. I'm giving it a 1 out of 5 on scariness. It is slow it wasn't that slow i okay look it was boring in terms of like what they were doing and like the number okay no what i mean is like it was boring in the number of sets that was used it was all very like you know how old movies are like it was done as a play like they were all in the same frame and stuff no that's actually that's something that i was going to bring up i am not a huge fan of movies based on dracula to begin with so it's fair to say that you came into this bias i did but here's the thing the Dracula book, it's uh, I haven't read it all the way through yet. It's pretty interesting. But in the in all the movies, it's always someone goes to Transylvania. We go back to London. Then we have to go back to Transylvania again. And it's just so dull and plodding. And I've seen it a million times. But this Dracula had like no budget. So they actually based it on a play that was based on the book Dracula that Bela Lugosi also starred in. He starred in the play? Yes. Ooh. So the script was actually adapted from a play based on dracula so that's why it felt so confined like that's that was a budgetary limitation they had and that the source material was different than most dracula movies Mm -hmm. um because they don't go back to transylvania they just stay in this house forever where dracula just kind of chills out and becomes a bat and yeah i guess that annoyed me i just this movie the pacing is the opposite of dynamic it was like reverse quicksilver everything was really slow they call that static Okay, everything was very static. I I just feel like I don't want to disdain a classic because this movie is the reason literally everything we're doing exists. This movie is a super influential vampire movie. It's a really influential horror movie. Mm-hmm. This it was the first universal horror movie that led to Frankenstein being made, which led to The Wolfman and The Mummy and The Invisible Man. And literally everything about the horror genre can be traced back to pretty much this and then German Expressionism before it. But, oh man, I really did not like it. I feel like Bela Lugosi was dipped in cement before shooting, and he had to get out all of his lines while it was slowly drying on him. He was like, I am Dracula. Like, it was a chore to get through this, and it's less than 90 minutes long. What's your campiness score, Sergio? I gave it a one out of five wigs or whatever. Fangs? Can I say fangs? Fine, but it's perms. One out of five pangs. Fang. <laughs> I gave it one out of five fangs. It's not really that campy. It took itself pretty seriously. Um, I didn't think it was comical in any way, shape, or form. I liked the brides. Actually, no, I didn't like the brides. They pissed me off. Oh, yeah. They were pretty boring, too. They, they just like, do- walked in and said hi to Jonathan, and then Dracula was like, beat it. Yeah, they, didn't, they, ran do, away. they didn't do Jack. They just took up space on screen. See, look, in horror of Dracula, um, the hammer version, which like upped the gore and upped the sex, the brides are like all these sexy, like slithery ladies, and they basically have an orgy. Like it's way more interesting than mm-hmm. women standing in doorway. Yeah, it happened in Van Helsing too. Like oh, okay. it was three sexy women who were going around town t- terrorizing Kate Beckinsale. But in this movie, like they just were nothing. Yeah, they were just tossed in because they were in the book, and they're like, uh, here. D- w- did you have anything more to say about perms campiness? Uh, about the fangs? No. Okay. I hope Dracula had more than one fang, though. Yeah, hopefully. Um, for campiness, I'm giving it two out of five perms. It was mostly boring, but there were some interesting things. Like when Mina becomes a vampire, she changes into this really weird ABBA dress. It looks like it's made of silver lame and it's so over the top. Wow. I did not pick up on that. I did. It's pretty weird. 
And there's a there's a Cockney milkman security guard guy. Oh God, that's I hate ridiculous. Him. We'll get to we'll get to him. But oh, one of my favorite things about this movie, and this is not me being sarcastic, but it was it was the end, because the ending title card says the end, and then like there's basically like a little speech bubble in the corner that says it's a Universal picture, and I just thought that was kind of cute. Okay. No, no, only me. Okay. Also, you pick up on the strangest things. It just it seemed so like her dress and the Universal logo, like up its campiness score to two. Well, no, I have a I have a big like centerpiece to my campiness score, but I liked that title card because it just seemed so uh, so straightforward. It's like this is what's happening. In case you were wondering. Okay. It was cute, but my my <laughs> my biggest campiness score comes from Renfield, who is his like manic. Right. Uh, hypnotic slave. But yeah, he took himself seriously. I don't think he was campy at all. No, but the thing is, the, the thing is, I genuinely think that um, the the guy who played Renfield is the most talented actor in the movie, and he gave a good performance that I really appreciated. Yep. But it's crazy pants. Like it's so over the top. There's a scene of him just laughing up a staircase in this boat. It was like ah ha 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 ah ha ha, and it's 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 pretty. It's kind of campy. I liked it. Okay. Um, also, his thought... eyebrows were on point. All right. What's your gore score, Sergio? My gore score, I put one. There wasn't no blood. <laughs> That's true. What's funny? Not just the way you said that. <laughs> there wasn't any blood, Brennan. Was Is there that not, better? sir? No. Like, I don't even know if they showed the bites on screen. Like, I don't remember any blood being spilled. I don't remember them. Okay. Really any, like, giant scare chases. There was no sense of agency, really. Except for some odd reason, they kept allowing Dracula back into the house. Yeah. Like, literally, they're like, I think we know who our vampire is. And then the maid's like, Count Dracula, because she's introducing him. Because he just walks in, because she yeah. just, like, let him in. She... What happened to that maid? Did she die? No. Uh, she's, like, hanging out with Mr. Cockney Milkman. Okay. Uh, I don't like him. He was, like, 20th ver- uh, 20th. Uh, the 20th century version of the Wily Slave. Just, just no. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I gave it one out of five uh, severed limbs as well. All the gore's off screen. Like, this is not a gore movie. Like, there wasn't really anything to change this part too. We can kind of go by it pretty fast. Although there is, this is this isn't gore, but there's a scene at the very end with a giant, exp- like German expressionistic staircase that I really liked. The production design is pretty solid. What was German expressionist about it? Uh, German expressionism is a style of film that Germans used where it had very, very like kind of surreal set pieces that didn't necessarily look real. Um, and it was kind of just like a how you would perceive them according to the tone. So like it's really scary and big. So the staircase is enormous. It's like a mountain. Okay, I got you. Okay. Um, so there's this huge staircase and um, Renfield gets knocked down it and he falls down these stone steps and then off the staircase onto the floor and you see it all. And I was like, Wow, they got some pretty solid stunt people on this movie. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, this one stunt, I felt redeemed some part the of the movie. The thick little bats flying around. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, oh, God. What's your quality score, Sergio? I gave it four to five. You know, they did their best back in the 50s. Not a whole lot could have been done. The 30s. 30s. See, the 30s. That's even harder, okay? So I should up that to a five. No, but look, if you look at Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, which came out the next year. Well, TV, you didn't show me those movies, so I'm just comparing it to... But to nothing that I've seen from the 30s. I'm just saying, James Whale's stuff is so much better than this. Like, And he did it in the same time period. All I've seen from that era, from those early years of the United States history, the 1910s and 20s, and is... And you 30s. keep avoiding the actual year. <laughs> Whatever. 
that one movie, Birth of a Nation. Oh, God. Uh, and that was silent, okay? And they were all on stage. Like, that was an actual stage. They didn't even bother doing it out in the fields, all right? And then the Charlie Chaplin movies or shorts that people keep telling me is important. Charlie Chaplin's cool. Uh, I like Chaplin with Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. Robbie Downey, Robert Downey Jr. I'll have Wrong to show nepotist. you Modern Times. I love that movie. Modern Times? It's a Charlie Chaplin movie. How old, How long is it? They're not long. Like 80 minutes? so long it's really good this i was told this movie would be good and you know you came out hating it but well you came it. out loving it apparently so so this other movie hard times is going to be like the opposite hard of that times. oh my god okay so what did you like about dracula yeah uh what i liked about dracula was um the score i liked the music okay i liked that it opened with that number from tchaikovsky about a lady being seduced by the dark swan. Well, it's from like Swan Lake, so it's about a girl who was seduced by the darkness and the swans and such. And in this movie, it's not a swan; it's a bat. So the bat lures her into the darkness. Okay. And that was the only like smart thing I could pick up on. <laughs> no, I think that that actually that was a pretty profound observation because you brought it up earlier, and I kind of respected that. But I don't know. I have to give this two out of five unlucky stars. I feel really bad. Like there are certain horror classics that I'm really in on like i love the exorcist i love the texas chainsaw massacre but there's certain ones where i'm like mm, i'm not so sure like consensus opinions working for me like i don't really like the omen that much uh, and dracula is like top of this list right now he's like nowhere near my top favorite vamp my favorite vampires and he's definitely he's probably the bottom of my list of count vampires too like you have a list for these things uh, just in my head imaginary okay. like the count from sesame street probably my favorite one ha 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 and my two ha 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 is uh count chocula he's way better he's more delicious uh did you ever eat that cereal i did it's really good okay i was listening to toast crunch kai myself i couldn't handle that it was too much too much goodness Mm -hmm. anyway like i i think it's interesting like obviously there are some concessions you have to make because this isn't a film that was made now. Like literally, the close up had just been invented. <laughs> like it wasn't a thing yet. Oh, so that's why they were so focused on the eyes, huh? Yeah. There's a super weird moment where um the, this lady, this villager in Transylvania, hands Renfield a cross, and it just cuts to like a frozen still of her holding the cross in her hand because you're supposed to notice it, and close ups weren't really used super effectively organically oh like it was just really obvious uh-huh. and so it's like obviously there are a lot of things different that we don't necessarily understand i mean i do because mm. I've, I've studied film history but a three unit course <laughs> what'd you get in that class again brennan history uh-huh hey i got oh, an a never mind yeah congrats thank you um no, there are some good things. There are these great like slashes of chiaroscuro light film stuff. Um, there's it's chiaroscuro. It's it's a whole thing. I was just trying to be fancy. I'm not sure it's even right. Actually. right. I'm not good at lighting. I'm gonna ask um, Matt. Matt, is he right? Probably. I assume you know. I think so. That's it was pretty big back then. Like it was shot by Carl Freund, who was a very important cinematographer in German expressionism. So the use of lighting is really good, and I love the production design of dracula's castle of the abbey with the huge staircase the mansion that most of the movie takes place in is super boring because the movie's boring so it has to reflect that it's expressing 
how I am perceiving this movie. Um, they did their best, okay? Okay. They did their best with what they were given. The house wasn't boring itself. It was just a, like a Victorian-era house I know. where people go to live. And it's like they would be scared back in the day where like you're in you're seeing Dracula torment the people in who live in this house that is very much like your house. And, you know, it's boring just like your house is because, you know, you're not going to have. Yeah, I mean, they haven't invented like uh, TVs, skip it yet. What are those skip it? The skippy skippy. They haven't invent the little things you put on your ankles and you spin them around and you jump over them. Okay, they haven't invented hoops. No, 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 no. It was a little. It was a like a trendy fashion. I don't remember thing. that toy. Look, they haven't invented pet rocks. They haven't invented fan art. What are you gonna put on your walls? Regular art. The Mona Lisa. <laughs> okay, yeah. Three Mona Lisas. <laughs> anyway, one more good thing I have to say about this because there were good things. Um, there is one scene that I really liked. It was just one. Yeah, it was a conversation between Mina and her friend Lucy. Which was, it was like them getting ready for bed or getting ready to do something. They were just talking about how Lucy kind of had a crush on Count Dracula. And I felt like that those two performances and their dialogue was very natural. It was unforced. I like really felt their chemistry. And then, of course, Lucy vanishes from the film and it becomes super boring and stiff. Mm. But I really thought that scene was genuinely, remarkably human. And I liked that because the rest of this movie is so stage bound and very very dumb. well half of the characters aren't human so i assume that's why it wouldn't feel that way okay what's your champion dialogue sergio well since you're talking about your favorite scene i want to talk about mine i'm looking over my notes here okay. and one of my favorite scenes uh apparently is where it looks like nina was going to go down on her husband do you remember that scene like they're on a balcony and she's like all kinds of weirdly oh, sexy because yeah. she got vamped. She got vamped, you know. And the she put on her ab address to to talk again about what Brennan taught me about a few weeks ago about Bela Lugosi and vampires. It's all about sex and penetration and seeing as how I'm assuming she was penetrated by his fangs. She was. Um, two of them. She um she was transformed, and as a result, she was willing to go down on her boyfriend on screen or husband. I'm assuming it's husband. Uh, fiance. Fiance on screen for us to enjoy and that was, that was brave of her <laughs> yes yes it was no that no that that's actually a really good observation but framed in a very sergio way so that's fun what was what was sergio about it i was talking about her being brave and going down just never mind what is your champion dialogue sergio all right so my favorite dialogue takes place when von helsing is trying to convince people about like what dracula is and who he is and what he's capable of or what he's going to do to them um, and it's he, everybody's like, oh, nah, this isn't possible. <laughs> this isn't true, what you're telling us. And he's like, but it is. He it, is a vampire. He's like, nah, brah. Exactly, nah, brah. Like, you got to listen to me. I went to school. I'm a doctor. What kind of doctor is Van Helsing? A vampire doctor. <laughs> like, can he help? Like, can he check my lumps? He can check your neck for bites. All right. But what like, are your lumps? <laughs> lumps that people get in the back of their head or neck. Okay, oh, like uh, like stress lumps. <laughs> Never heard this phrase before. Stress lumps, like in your lymph nodes. Sure, those are lumps, I guess. Or bumps. What is the difference between a, uh, what is the difference between a bump and a lump? I f well, a bump I feel like comes out, and I feel like a lump is like I, a lump just sounds so much worse. Never mind, doesn't matter. See, see, this is why I need a real doctor. And if Van Helsing is like a PhD, what the hell can he do for me? All right. Okay, so what does he say? He says, The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. That actually, 
I will admit that is a great line. See? That's like uh like what can a PhD in philosophy do for me if I have lumps burning? All right. Well, that's probably what he has because he came up with this. All right, continue. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convincing people he didn't exist. Really? Yeah, that that's a quote. Have you not heard that? No. Really? Well, from you, I have, like, in reference to the quote that I've mentioned, but not in my everyday life. Okay, I've, I've heard it many, many times, and I, I don't know which came first, but I think I do think it's a very interesting... The devil or the egg. <laughs> yeah, the devil or the Dracula. And my, my champion dialogue comes from Crazy Milkman Guardman. He's super cockney and insane. And there's a scene where him and the nurse are just kind of sitting on the sideline. Literally, they're like out on the lawn and they're just watching what's going on in the uh, in the house with all the vampire stuff. And this is their conversation. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. They're all crazy. They're all crazy except you and me. Sometimes I have me doubts about you. Yes. And it's just so out of nowhere. It's so it's such a non sequitur, and I'm so amused by it because I do not understand what's happening in this scene. Yeah, I got you. That was pretty. It was pretty sporadic. They're all crazy. Did I say pretty sporadic? You did. What did I mean? I don't know. Sometimes I just imagine that you say words that make sense. Okay, never mind. We're gonna edit that out. I'll okay. edit out all sporadic, Brendan. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Sergio. Yes. What is the best thing about this movie? for you i said the best was Ren- renfield because he was great because he gave you said he gave the best performance right he did i genuinely liked him overall he was great he was funny he committed to his character he wasn't afraid of looking insane which is what he came off as and what you can like were convinced is boring or no i didn't think he was boring but he's barely in the movie what are you talking about he was the movie uh no he was in the mental asylum for most of the time he was the first character we were ever introduced to that's true Okay, and the actor who played Like, Renfield? at first I was so confused as to why we were following along this random dude in Transylvania. Have you never seen Dracula before? No. Or, like, any Dracula? I saw Van Helsing. Oh, okay, that doesn't count. Uh, but the guy who played Renfield is Dwight Fry is his name. That's who we're talking about. Okay. Dwight Fry. He's not alive. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. Dwight Fry. We liked you. Yes, we did. It's a shame. Anyway, my best thing is that Dracula has pet armadillos. I just like because he's got all kinds of creepy crawly animals all over his house, like spiders and spiders and bats and wolves and stuff. But oh, he had a niño de la tierra. Yeah, the gross little bugs. Yeah, those little like for those of you who don't speak the Spanish, a niño de la tierra is like an earth and no, no, a potato bug. I think it's a potato bug. No, it looks really scary. Type in niño de la niño de la tierra into your Google, and it will be the worst thing you've ever seen. They have little pinchies. It's gross. It's really not that frightening, but I mean, in like Spanish folklore, they can kill you with their bite, but it's really not true. They can't. Wikipedia debunked that. Thank we you, did. Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. The source for my papers. They did not have this back in 1931, so they, they, they didn't know. They didn't know. Uh, yeah, but I but I'm sure they knew armadillos weren't dangerous. No, among his menagerie, he has these two little armadillos waddling around, and they're so cute and so out of place. And those are all, those are my favorite things about this movie because the weird atonal things that had no place in the movie amused me way more than the actual movie because I was not gelling with it. All right, whatever. You can be wrong. Okay. What was your worst thing? Your the worst, worst thing? thing, in my opinion, which is what you're asking, mm-hmm. is Watson the Milkman. <gasps> Struck me right in the heart. But but why, Sergio? Why would, you, why would you even say such a thing? I don't know. I just thought he was out of place. I just didn't find him funny. I know he's supposed to be there for comic relief, but to me he was just... 
like mocking the working class. And I don't appreciate that. <laughs> okay. And my worst thing was the wives. We talked about them. They're boring. Yeah. They don't do anything. I don't know why they're there. They, they were a close hire, second for me. They had to hire three actresses. They had to pay their salaries for this 20-second scene that does nothing for the movie. Uh, let's let's do the beginning of our game that we've been kind of arguing about. We have a game? Oh, the, the bingo. bingo. We're, we've run through this movie with a fine-toothed comb, and we're finding five things to put on a bingo card for what we're guessing our final movie of the month is going to be like. Because we're going to be watching a very obscure vampire film, and we're going to try to find tropes that connect all four of the movies that we're watching. Does that make sense? Yep, it sure does. Okay. So, five tropes. Yep, what are yours? My five are the townspeople. At the beginning of the movie, they warn him and they cross themselves. The little Catholic cross that you see me doing sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's one. what that is. That's what that is. I'm warning you about Dracula, mm-hmm. and I hope you've been vigilant. Uh, and then there's wolves. Those wolves in this movie. Uh, the whores of Babylon, which was what I called the wives. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, more like the boars of Borbalon. That's right, Brennan. The boars of Babylon. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, number four would be the woman in white, apparently. All right. I don't know what I meant by that. There's going to be women in... Oh, they're going to be pure, I guess, right? Yeah. The purity would be a running theme. And then number five is Van Helsing stabs Dracula and arguably saves the day. So Van Helsing will show up, I guess. Okay. Or, or, or a Van, Helsing, a Van character. Helsing type character. Okay. Yeah. And my five bingos is that there's going to be cobwebs all the hell over this set. Um, there's going to be a makeshift stake because just like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, nobody prepares to kill vampires. They never bring stakes with them. They always have to like make Sabrina it out of a chair Sabrina the Teenage Witch did. Did, did you ever see that vampire? episode? She did. You know what she did? What'd she do? She got a stake, like an actual stake, and she put it like in Like the heart. meat stake? Like the meat stake. Oh, I remember that. I think it was Cisco. I think she killed Cisco. The, the thong song guy? Yeah. She t- she did America a favor that day. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I thought you were kidding. Oh, God. No. We'll okay. look this up. Yeah, we will. Um, Three more. Sleeping in a coffin, floating mist, okay. and bats. Like, I feel like those are simple. This is, like, the basic vampire movie. So we got a lot of tropes that are good for our bingo card. And so that's the end of our episode. Next week, do you want to clue them in on what we're watching next week? Next week, we're going to be watching a movie that requires you to make sure you look out your door before you let the right one in. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. We'll be watching Let the Right One In, which is a Swedish vampire film, not the remake with Chloe Moretz, which is called Let Me In. Which is what I saw. Yes. And I've read the book Let the Right One In, which both of us recommend doing those things, right? Yeah, I liked like Chloe you, Grace Moretz in that movie. Yeah, Sergio recommends that watching. That movie is just something else, though. Like, mm. watch it with a shot of tequila by your side. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see how the movie turns out because I I tried to watch it after I read the book, but I had read the book so recently that I got kind of bored after 10 minutes because I was like, I know what this story is. Uh-huh. But now it's been a couple of years since I've read it, so I'm really excited to actually get in on it. In, get in on it. And explore it. And explore, explore all the themes. It, yeah. The way Chloe Grace Moretz made that kid do things. Is exactly. That fair? You guys will see it if you watch it. Yeah, um... If you want to watch Let the Right One In along with us, it is not available for free, so I apologize for that. But it's available on iTunes, it's available on YouTube, it's available on Vudu, on Amazon, on Netflix, DVD subscription service. So there's a lot of outlets for you to find it and enjoy it with us. Please do. I've heard nothing but great things, and it can't be worse than Dracula. So welcome. You're welcome for that. You're setting the bar pretty high there, Brennan. Dracula was great. 
Okay. Four out of five plots. I uh, will see you guys next Funeral week. Funeral plots. Oh God, that's good. That's good. It is good. Um. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our very first episode. If you have any feedback for us, any suggestions, um, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Please give us five stars or just or just say anything. Suggestions. Give us comments about how Brennan can improve on his sense of humor. Exactly. Well, no, look, this is this is the first episode. This is like the first review episode we've done. Yeah. And it was a really boring movie, too. Yeah. So we're hoping things uh, amp up with this vampire thing. But we're please please let us know what you think of this new format, what you think of Sergio, if I should get rid of him or not. Um, (laughs) Matt can replace me. But yeah, please let us know what you think. If you have any suggestions of vampire movies, we would love that. So if there's like a really obscure vampire movie you love. Let us the hell know because we want to hear from you. So thank you very much for listening. Have a great day out there. Uh, make Stay sure gold. to only let the right ones in, not the wrong ones. All right. Stay gold and have fun on your journey. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. This is our first official episode and I interrupted you. Hello and welcome. God, I'm too loud on that part always. You're so excited. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. Uh. (laughs) That's Sergio. Hello, people. Oh, it smells so bad. No, it doesn't. I can smell it from here. Hello and welcome back to... (laughs) What happened? Just you. What did I do? You interrupted me by laughing. <laughs> I didn't laugh. You stopped, and then I laughed. I don't think that's true. That's exactly what happened. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to Scream 101 Podcast. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. <laughs> You're talking so fast. And I'm Sergio. Slower. And I'm Sergio. Like, like slow motion. I'm not doing that again. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101 Season 2. I'm Brennan Klein. <laughs> Hello so and welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, hello. The beginning is always the hardest part. The first cut is the deepest. I'm Sergio. Oh God, it's so No, when the mic's closer, <laughs> you don't have to talk louder. Well, I feel like you're giving me some hints here. No, because you're like... <laughs> God, you're disgusting. It's natural, Brennan. I don't know what I said. Hello and welcome to Scream 101 Podcast. I'm Sergio. And I'm Brennan. And you're probably confused as to what's happening right now. I'm very confused. What? So tell the people at home what's happening. Okay, this is our very, very first movie review of our season two podcast. And we're... Oh, God. Did you burp? Almost. Rude. Do you want to start over? Yeah. And this is our very, very first movie... Our very first movie review. Actually, we're... Bo- oh, my God. That was natural. Okay. But we're going to be learning about a genre that I also don't know very much. I'm like, stop. You're interrupting me. That I need to get... Feel free to burp and laugh during this moment where I'm not actually talking. I'm sorry. You are a monster. You're worse than Dracula. No, I'm not. He's a pretty cool dude. Exactly. So you're worse. I gave it a one out of five plots. I didn't think okay. it was. <laughs> um, how did he get hired for this job if he's so 
so ignorant to the to the problems that Dracula and Van Helsing have. I okay, edit that right. out. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, eyebrows. If you want to get them on point, just watch this movie. Take a screenshot. Take it to your eyebrow lady oh or God. man. I'm not judging <laughs> okay. people's professions. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. I know it's night, not morning. Because it's Dracula. Ooh. Oh, I got I got bitten there. That's some 1930s. What? Because it's Dracula. I got bitten, not burned. Oh. I don't know if it would qualify as a burn anyway, but. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, bye, everybody. Whatever. I'm sorry. This episode was brought to you by Cub Holder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house.